welcome to the D2D podcast. My name is John Frampton. I'm filling in for the man himself, Sam Taggart. I was able to choose. They, Sam asked me, he said, hey, John, whoever you want to pick, get them, interview them, try to give some influence back to the industry. So everybody I could think of, I'm an old dog. And I was Salty. Like, yeah. Like everyone I could think of, John Taylor was the first person that came to mind for a number of reasons. But John, first of all, thank you for coming on. Yeah, Appreciate thanks it. for having me, dude. This Stoked. is the first time you and I have been in a formal you know, setting like this. Yeah, any time with you is good time. So gotcha. happy to be here. <laughs> so you notice I made a wardrobe change. I right saw before. that. Yeah, the Brady shouts. If you follow John Taylor on Instagram, he is a massive Tom Brady fan. Yeah, and for sure. <laughs> I am a recovering Peyton Manning fan myself. Yeah. Uh, I was on Long team. Road. I was on. Oh my gosh! I was on team Peyton the whole time. I was hating Tom Brady. He's got too much to give. Yeah, no, like, there's there's two goats in football. There's the first half of Tom Brady's career, and then the second <laughs> okay. half of Tom Brady. You're career. that big of a fan. It's the numbers. It does. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't like actually. Uh, it's it's insane. incredibly hard to argue. Yeah, for sure. My wife's little brother's been. You know, we were battling back and forth. He was like 12, and he was Tom Brady's the best. I'm like Peyton Manning is smarter. You know, he's going off on Peyton. Arm. And Tom, Tom, uh, he yeah, kind of took it to him. Seven Super Bowls, different so, teams, the whole thing. Is there seven? That's not bad. All right, so listen, the reason I asked John to jump on this podcast, and if you're cool with it, we're just going to kind of jump into yeah. a little bit of the history. Damn. We don't know each other too well. We know of each other. Uh, my sister called me one day, and she's like, hey, I just bought pest control from this guy. And she's like, Johnny, I'm known as John, the youngest of seven. And she's like, he reminded me so much of you. And he was so persistent. And tell me the story again. I mean, it's pretty incredible. So for all you out there that are, are new to knocking doors, there's the old dogs like myself. And there's a bunch of guys we could talk about. Jeremy Pixton, Casey Baugh, uh, Bodie. Legends. Uh, just legends, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, by the way, I think Jeremy Pixton is the greatest of all time, in my opinion. Had he kept going, uh, the guy was insane. But it meant a lot with my sister. My time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you, I don't know if you were born yeah. quite yet. <laughs> Probably but, born. But when my <laughs> when my sister called me, uh, she spoke of you in such a, you know, and, and of course I'm a little competitive. I'm just like, oh, I'm sure it wasn't that good. And then you and I met a couple years ago. Tell the story. It's it's incredible. Yeah, so we're both Davis County guys. Davis County's representing. <laughs> Davis Dart, Umont Viking. Uh, so this is in 2016. I started out at Vivint. My first year was in Alarms. The next year I wanted to stay in Utah because I was getting married. And the it was just different back then. Uh, so I was doing pest control in Utah. I was knocking a neighborhood in my home city of Kaysville and I knocked on this door. I talked to her, your sister. I didn't know it was your sister, yeah. obviously, but I do know your guys' cousin or so your nephew, nephew, Evan. nephew. Yeah. Evan, who's a total stud. Great guy. I don't know if we'd made the connection then, but anyways, she was like, okay, cool. Like my husband's in the shower, the classic, right? But like, I think he actually was yeah, in yeah. the shower. Uh, she's like, come back in like 20. Like, this all sounds good. Like, come back in 20. I'm like, okay, cool. So I go, I think I go sell another person. I come back. And as I'm walking up to the door, there's another sales rep leaving who saw me knocking and was like, oh, yeah, dude, I just signed him up. And I'm like, absolutely not. Comes into your turf, oh, dude, takes he over. He saw me. Like, he saw me. The thing is, is when I was leaving, too, that's as I'm thinking back on the story. I was like, oh yeah, I told him I had a call back there. So like I was leaving the door and I'm like, oh yeah, I just talked to them. Like I'm gonna check back in, good to see you bro. Like I try to be abundant, like cool. Like I've knocked this area, like you go knock. Anyway, so. There's an unwritten yeah. code <laughs> that we just know. It's like, hey, Don't you gotta undercut. Res- respect it. Yeah. So and he, I was, and he didn't. No, so I was immediately pissed. 
So I knock on the door. I'm like, hey, look, I know you guys just signed up. Like, I don't care what it costs me. Like, I'm going to sign you up. I want to win. Right? And that was what it was to me. Like, hey, look, like, whatever we got to do to get you guys signed up. Like, that guy was a, a tool. He wasn't cool to me. So, like, let's make this happen. And then I hung out with your sister and her husband for a bit. And we got the deal done. <laughs> And I went back and told the guy, I was, I was so hot. <laughs> yeah. She, the way she described the story, she said, you know, he, the, I think the reason she remind you reminded her of me is you you were so persistent. Oh yeah. And no, she, I was she's like, my big sister. So she knows, you know, what it was like to grow up with for me. Sure. And, uh, and for the record, by the way, the industry, I have two older sisters and it's a, it's a, it's a shame that they didn't ever jump into this industry because they'd be the best salespeople period. Yeah, like I'm no. definitely not the best salesperson as a Frampton. Uh, my, my two older sisters would just crush this industry. But yeah, so that was the first time I'd, I'd kind of heard about you. And I knew you worked with Bridger Thomas, a, a dear friend of mine uh, over at Green X. Uh, we, <laughs> I, he I, he I, laughs because Bridger is <laughs> the most entertaining human. Oh, dude, the funniest, most inappropriate, skinny, fat guy you've ever met. Shout <laughs> I out, tried to get, I tried to get him on this to follow up right after you. And uh, he's currently going through a kidney stone. Yeah, again, the guy gets more kidney stones than anyone. He's got to stop there's drinking like so much kidney milk. stones, and then there's like Bridger Thompson stones, <laughs> and those hurt way worse. They have to. Oh, it's so awesome. Well, you were, so you were there. Um, I heard about you. You know, just your name there, and then I've got nephews that are in this industry. You know, yeah. Spencer sold pest control. Um, my nephew Evan, Jake, studs. Uh, just good. Yeah, Spencer like, sent me an awesome message like a week ago. Yeah, those well, guys are awesome. So I had been kind of dabbling, you know, thinking about getting back in the industry. Yeah. And uh, Evan was saying, we, you know, you've got to meet John Taylor. And so I was I, somewhat reluctant. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go meet him. And so the real reason I wanted to sit down with you and the reason I'm such a fan is I went into your office. I sat down. I looked up, uh, you know, just your culture in general. And I sat down with you and I was so impressed. And I mean this, like, I have been in this industry for a really long time. And it was the first time somebody, how old are you, 27? 28. 28. Uh, it was the first time somebody your age, I, I was taken back. And it reminded me of the people I looked up to. And maybe even the way, I don't know if I carried myself as well as you did, but it reminded me of the way I felt when I was in my prime. When I was out there with teams running, going door to door. You had a, mean, you, you, your, your purpose was very clear. And I'd love for you to share that with these yeah, guys. Sure. Um, you you had your own culture, you cared about your people. And we, I remember we talked about, you know, just not screwing over your sales reps. And you were telling me at the time, I think you were looking at potentially uh, working with Aptive, which you ended up doing. So you're now currently at Aptive. Yeah. Part, one of our partners is Aptive. We will sell with four different companies, but the majority is at Aptive. Yeah. We ended up doing that. And and grit is your own brand. I was showing you my hat beforehand. I'm like, Hey, you inspired, you've got the best gear in the industry. That's the hat sick, But but our guys crush it. My biggest takeaway was you sell lights out, but you care about your people and you care about the people working with you. And based on my sister's experience, you, you care about your customers. It's not just for sure. And, and for, to find somebody that does the kind of volume you've done in the past, uh, personally selling, but then to build a massive culture the way you have, and I'm going to stop talking here in a second. <laughs> no. That's what I'm hoping that the people on this podcast can jump in and listen to because you were selling, first of all, local. I mean, you were in your own backyard. <laughs> yeah. You were, you grew up, went to Davis high. My sister lives right by Davis golf course. Yeah. And you still made it happen. You still have the same tenacity you do if you were in another territory. But those are kind of some of the things I want to hit on. And I think these guys can benefit from, from listening to you. Love it. 
Yeah, I gotta figure out what I said and did that day we met because I've never had a bigger fan from one meeting than you. Uh, I mean, <laughs> so whatever I did that day, I gotta go like recreate it. When I'm recruiting and hiring leaders, I always I look at them and I say, would I follow them? Would a young John Frampton work for that person? And the entire time I was just like, yes, unequivocally, no doubt, yes, I would work with this guy or for this guy. Yeah, I was I was thinking about that because you mentioned that yesterday. So I was thinking about that yesterday on the way up today. Um, and I think people really appreciate authenticity. As when I think about people that I really like and respect, uh, whether it's you, like I've always really enjoyed our interactions. Casey Ball is like my hero. Uh, I really like Matt Rasmussen at Ion. Sam Taggart's this way. I think people, if I'm trying to think about how I want you to perceive me, or I'm trying to control how you feel about me, I want you to think that I'm a certain way. I think it's really hard to be authentic. Yeah. Where if I'm just worried about like being kind and like cool and nice, uh, and then trying to have impact, I think I'm gonna get what I actually want anyway. So to what you're saying, right? Like our, the, the, the why of, and, and like you said, I'm a managing partner at Grit Marketing. Uh, the why of the grit is impact. And that's where we make decisions around us, how we think about things. We want to positively impact as many individuals and families, both current and future as we can. We want to uh, positively influence our core leadership and that group grows every year. And then we want to impact the state and the industry. Uh, you know, similar to what, to what Sam's done here, it's, it's incredible. And so as we, as we make decisions about who we work with, what we do, where we go, the goal is, is impact and financial impact is certainly a part of that. Uh, but it's just a part of it. But I mean, I was in a, I've done, I, so I do, I graduated in finance from BYU. I do backends. I've done backends for years. Uh, and I, for the first time ever had someone, it was two nights ago, sobbing, sobbing when I showed him what we were going to pay him. Okay. Good tears. Great dude. Okay, like, all right. I've heard, like, I've heard the other type of tears. I've never had are, someone cry about like, Oh dude, this is what you're going to make. You're only going to make 150. I know you thought you were going to make 180. Like I've never had that. He sold a golden door. He's a golden door winner. He was on the stage yesterday. He's never gotten a back end. He's sold two years before. So he's always gotten screwed or he, whatever. He just never got paid. And you know, we're going to pay him next Friday, like over 200 grand on wow. his, on his, on his, on his back end check. Jeez. And you know, and that's not what he's making. He's made a lot more than that. We've, you know, as we've paid him throughout, but, and he was just like, dude, when I went out to area, I had, I would drove out to my market. I had to call my girlfriend. She had to Venmo me $20 so that I could put gas in my car to get out and knock a neighborhood. And now, you know, he's going to in a single day have over $200,000 in his, in his, in his bank account. And so it's those type of stories, right? Financially, but then also all the growing, you know, Spencer, your, your, um, your yeah, nephew sent yeah. me a, a message like, Hey dude, I, we've never, we worked together for like a year. He's like, but I want you to know that like, you've had a ton of impact. And he said a really nice mention, dude, like that's what it's all about. Yeah. Like, like money comes, money blows. Like I'm all about making and investing a ton of money and that's awesome. But like what we're doing and how we're impacting is like to what you are saying is like the purpose of what I want to do and, and what I want to be. Well, it's, it's cool because that, that compliment or that text message came, you know, years later, right? You worked this guy years ago mm-hmm. and, uh, I agree with you. Those are the best texts ever. And you, yeah. you forget, you know, what mate, what meeting you gave or what training you gave that made that kind of impact. We well, never know. Yeah. Right. Like you just, 
you just never know. And so I think, right, like speaking about purpose, Jimmy, as we're walking by, Jimmy Rex uh, has been influential. He's He does We Are The They. He talks about having purpose and not just like, okay, cool, John, what do you want to do with your life? And having like vague ideas about like, yeah, like I want to have like impact and like, I want to make lots of money and like, I want to do these like things, but like having like a very clear Tony Robbins talks about like a mission statement Mm -hmm. where you can articulate it. It's, this is my purpose. And so, right. Like mine, as you're talking about purpose, I've as, and I'm sure this will be a developing thing, right. But it's like, for me, I talk about, excuse me, as we're slamming these monsters here at (laughs) AM before door to door con, I, uh, I talk about, success is closing the gap between your potential and your performance right so where are you currently what's your potential always trying to close that gap uh, between where you could be and so the purpose of my life right as you articulate it is the purpose of my life is to close the gap between my potential and my performance as i uh, become more like jesus christ who i believe in uh, as i maximize my role as husband and father and as i positively impact as many of god's children as possible and so as I make decisions and work in what I do, right, because I have an articulated, a written purpose, I can make them with the lens of like, okay, is this helping me get to where I actually want to be? You know, it's, it's funny when you're, when you're saying that, I, I can't stop thinking about, some people might be, be listening to this podcast thinking like, oh yeah, it's all hunky-dory, they're all, you know, For sure. everybody loves everybody, but at the end of the day, it, it takes a certain level of, of ego to be able to withstand all this rejection that everybody's getting door to door, right? Sure. And so what, what I found so fascinating with you is you're still humble, and but yet you're, you, you, know, you compete. Like you put your head down, you're not gonna lose that door. And I look at that, that, that person that knocked on the door that sold my sister and then you went back and got it back. What an opportunity he missed by not connecting with you and it just you know getting into your network because clearly you're you're you know, a league above which is why you were able to go back and save the deal but you you know people in this industry have noticed um, and it's gotten a lot better Sam Taggart's done such a good job yeah. Danny Pessy Sam, yeah. uh, you know Jake Hess of bringing everybody together but it's like yeah you got to be competitive and win but you are, you manage to do it in a way where there's so much humility and so much confidence. Uh, at the same time it's like how do you balance that for somebody that's watching this and and you might be brand new to the industry or if you've been in this thing for 10 years i'm telling you right now you can learn from john taylor but how how did you how do you manage that because you do it flawlessly well that's first off nice of you to say uh i think somebody uh once said humility isn't thinking less of oneself it is just thinking less about oneself Meaning a lot of times people think like self-abasement, right? Of like, I'm an idiot. I suck. Like, I'm not great. Like, is humility. Like, that's not humility. That's just like beating yourself up. To me, humility, and you think about the people that you know who are like the most humble. I, I think it's just they're not thinking about themselves as much. They think about others, right? You think about, and, and just in general as you're talking, I've had these conversations with a lot of people in the industry. I think... The industry now in 2023, because of the leadership in the last eight, you know, in the last 10 years, is way more abundant than it was when you were coming up through the industry. You're a salty dog, like you said, the OGs, like you go through the Mendez, the Bodies, the Casey's, you know, you, Pessy, whatever, like that, that group text where like, you guys are, like, like you said, I started in 2015, like <laughs> you had already sold companies by the, like, it's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. you guys are OGs, right? And, and really paved the way. 
But I do think there was, and, and I mean, you can't talk about OGs without talking about Todd, but there was to me, from what I can, what I can see of that time, a lot of competitiveness and I'm super competitive. Like you said, uh, I, I always say I'm, I'm not competitive as long as I'm winning. I only get competitive when I start yeah, losing. Yeah, right? As yeah, long as I'm yeah. winning, I am chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's easy. Uh, easy. But uh, there does seem to be a lot more of like, you know, there was a finite number of fish in the sea is what it felt like. Like, I'm going to go in and like destroy your company. Where now in 2023, there seems to be abundance of like, dude, you guys are crushing it. These guys are crushing it. Like, we can all win. It's not a zero-sum game. And that's what Casey talks about so much, right? Of just being abundant like we can all win there is so many fish in the sea in this industry solar is amazing alarms is great still right like satellites great pest control keeps crushing it and we've done really well but just because you do solar i don't think that like i'm better or worse than you and i think that's what humility is right like i'm not better or worse than anyone like i'm not better than anyone i'm not worth any you know i'm not worse than anyone we all have the same worth and like we can all we can all win well, it's funny you bring up the OGs because I think that's what was so impressive with you, John, is, uh, you know, every now and again, I'll feel like, you know, I'm watching the Steph Curry's come up and, you know, like the Allen Iversons of the world. Allen Iverson was the man. Childhood and, hero of and mine. And for, for the longest time, you know, these old dogs that were retired, they were, you know, kind of mocking the young NBA players coming up. And but now it's gotten to a point where it's like, uh, Steph Curry's better. He changed the game yeah. and he's better. And that's, that's honestly, it's kind of how I feel when I when I sat down with you, it was like, oh man, he's, he's on his A game and you're thinking differently. Cause yeah, the, the way I grew up in the industry, it was uh, dog eat dog, you know, sure. take, take each other down as much For as you sure. can. And I personally never had that, that mindset. Uh, and I, you, you talk about Casey quite a bit. He doesn't either. No, I, I found no. And, but it's cool to see the entire industry. I don't want to say catch up, but that's the way I felt it should be back yeah. then, but it's not the way it was. No, and it doesn't seem like that. And I had some in, in, incredible people I worked with. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, chance all red, he, he runs Sunrun now and he's, he's an old, an old dog, but he it seemed to be doing okay. He's doing all right. <laughs> and you know, he said something one time in a meeting, he said, um, actually I think it was Jared Hollis, but back when I worked with these guys, they said, you know, don't roll in the mud with the pigs. Yeah. You both get dirty but the pigs like it. And so I, I shouldn't say I, I wasn't raised in the industry that way. I worked with a company that really preached that. Then, you know, they didn't last too what terribly was, long. What was atypical for what the industry was a lot of, it seemed to be at the time. Well, they, and they were kind of changing the industry, but when they went out of business, I think everyone said, Hey, look, you can't be, you can't be, you can't be too nice. You're soft. You're not going to win. Yeah. You kind of have to be, but it's interesting, right? Like, and, and what you're saying, it, it takes a lot of humility. I think, I think it's, easy to be like oh like i did it the best way and like that's like the best and, and, and it's like no like i think we continue we continually make adjustments as an industry hopefully as individuals like we're always leveling up you look at like and and again i bring i talk about casey all the time because yeah. i know this is so funny right of like into in 2023 and this is what casey says if you're uneducated you're irresponsible because whether it's John Frampton or Casey Ball or Bodie Gardner or Todd Peterson or Sam Taggart, like you can learn from all of them. Everyone's like, oh, I would love to have those guys as a mentor. You can like so go to Apple Podcasts, type in their name. There's about 15 different, like just go listen to them and yeah. then you can hear what they think is the most valuable things to share because that's what people do on podcasts, right? So I think, you know, learning and just adjusting in general 
from from those guys and just from anyone takes humility and is where the industry seems to have shifted in the last 10 years yeah it's interesting the you, know, you bring up i was talking to somebody the other day about todd peterson and they didn't know who he was i was like what like <laughs> How do you, Todd. how can you not know who Todd Peters, like the guy, billionaire with a B and he changed, he changed, I mean, he flipped the industry on his head and we all owe some sort of homage to him, Oh, dude. Uh, myself included. Uh, but it, it's interesting to watch how it has evolved since then. Uh, you know, he's, he's always been 10 years ahead of everybody else. Yeah. And so, yeah, sorry, go ahead. But well, I'm saying you talk about Casey and it's like proximity, you know, For Casey, sure. Casey was really like smart, put people, himself, hundred percent, put himself right, uh, you know, in that situation. He's he's very humble about it too, saying, "Hey, I intentionally surrounded myself with this guy because he saw, you know, what what Todd had to offer, and he tried to offer as much value back." But for the people in that are listening right now, because you're gonna have all walks of life listening to this podcast, so let's go to the the first year sales rep or the person that's that's out there just starting to build a team. They're somewhat, you know, wet behind the ears. What would you say? To them as far as how to translate you know what they're being taught at their current company let's say their current boss is telling them kind of the opposite of what you and I are talking about you know how do they adapt and adjust and try to be a, you know a force of good in the industry yeah it's as I've been thinking about this because I'm, I'm doing the panel here in a bit and I imagine there's gonna be some sort of question around like cool like like at the grit you guys have had of, of the 35 pest control awards that were given out yesterday like you guys had 14 of them the year before we had like a we had 11 i did two back to back we had so i think there's you know as i've thought about why that is and you talk about proximity right and it's cliche to say but the you know the the clichés are often true like all ships rise with the tide or you become like the five people that you surround yourself with if you're not surrounded by people that you want to be like like you're around the wrong people mm-hmm. like and i I don't know how else to say that. Like if you're looking at your leaders and they don't inspire you, find new leaders. If you're looking at your leaders and you don't think, man, I want to be like him or her, you're, she's, the, she's the wrong leader or he's the wrong leader for you. And that's what, when you're talking about Casey and Todd, one of the most impactful. For the record, I, I had to compete against these guys for my entire oh, career. <laughs> yeah, so sure. for, me to, for me to pay homage you know, to these guys, like I had to go toe to toe with them my entire career. And, and I'm grateful for the, you know, for them. For sure. They pushed me and they, they, they made me better just competing against them. Yeah, dude. The, one of the most impactful things, uh, that I've experienced is for sure in the last 12 months was Casey now runs a private equity firm called Sandlot and they did this summit and they had a bunch of speakers come up and the last speaker was Todd and Casey for everyone, because this is who Casey is, did a you know an introduction for that person where he reached out to a family member got like a a story from the family member instead of just like a generic right but when casey was introducing todd and this was one of the things that was so impactful he could dude he could not get a sentence out he was sobbing not like dude emotional like i like i get emotional dude he was crying in front of 500 plus people right like saying look that's either gonna bode well for casey or he's gonna be like dude what are you doing tell no, everybody no, cried. Dude, like <laughs> it's just no show, show, it's show, it's no secret, say, like, shows how authentic he was about oh it, dude right? like yeah like he i mean he was in front of 500 people doing it. it's like a secret right like dude he could not express how grateful he was for todd and i get chills thinking about it right like he said without you know david neilman and breeze airways there's no sandlot without todd peterson there's no casey ball yeah 
and the impact that Todd has had on me and my family. And like, to me, that's aspirational. And then hearing Todd, right. And, and dude, yeah, I, I, I have so much respect for those guys and how they live their lives, uh, from what it seems and, and the people they are. And everybody has a story about Todd giving like the story Casey told was he was in LA getting fitted. He was wearing easy slides. The guy that was fitting him was like, Oh, those are cool slides. And Todd's like, Oh, try them on. And they tried them on. And then he's like, Oh yeah, just keep them. Right. Like, yeah, just like they're yours yeah, yeah. and no, walked out of the sh- store with barefoot. And everyone has a story about that with Todd. So you talk about impact. Like Casey says he's happiest when he's growing and giving. And those guys have been such examples of like, there's so much money in the industry. How much are we, how much are we giving? How much are we impacting? Man, that like, is, I, I, so just to, to touch on this, I mean, you're, and this is why I just, I, hopefully you guys all see why this guy's just incredible. He's, uh, he's just a sponge. He's soaking up knowledge around everyone. And by it. the way, just for the record, like he is, he's like the best at knocking doors and, and selling. And it's, it's clear why. I mean, I, I'm, I'm over here just captivated. Um, but it's true. I mean, I, you know, the, the, the guy that I ended up finally, uh, letting mentor me and I was so, and I was so grateful that I, that I let him in because hindsight, I should have been begging this guy to mentor me. For sure. Hay, Hayes Barnard is the, uh, you know, the good leap guy. And uh, he actually took me away from, from Todd back in the day. And I looked at, I remember looking at Todd and Casey's relationship and I was like, man, Casey was ahead of his time in the sense that I was too young and, and I can honestly, I can teach people more for what I've done wrong in this industry than what I've done right. And, and I've had a, I've had a, a, a fair, humility. I've, I've, I've had a fair amount of success For in this sure. industry. And I look back, I'm like, man, I can, I took a, a note out of his book. It's like, man, I, I should have nestled up to Todd back in the day when I had the opportunity, but my heart and my trust levels were so low that I wouldn't allow it. I mean, even, you know, guys like Doug Robinson, who's just, he's incredible yeah. at what he does, built an amazing co- uh, company, Doug and Luke. For me, it was, a, it was, my heart was kind of blocked off. I didn't trust anybody. I thought everybody in the industry was out to get me. And then I met this guy and he said, you know, he kind of shook me and he said, no, like, I'm not here to take from you. I'm here to add as much value to your life as I can. I hope you are too. And his principles were the same. And you look at the, the amount of success these, these two people have had between, you know, Todd, Todd and Hayes. Yeah. It's like, you know, he, he taught me and I passed it on to my company, love and growth. You guys are, cr- which you guys are crushing. Thank love you. Love and growth. But that's our, that's kind of our, our thing is like love and growth. You know, we, we, we coach on love and growth and we we try to do away with fear and greed, which a lot of times I think people, they get sucked into chasing yeah. the money. Yeah. And so then they start recruiting people to their company based on fear. Hey, where you're at is terrible. You shouldn't be there. And John, you're the exact opposite. I mean, have you actually even worked for Casey? And no. And that, that to I me mean, is I the s- most I surprising s- part. It's like you've never even worked no. there, but you knew and you were smart enough, just like that kid who tried to sell my sister. He should have been smart enough to, to find you and say, hey man, I'm sorry. I just tried to undercut you, but you're clearly, you know, ahead of your uh, ahead of me in, in this game. I, I want to learn from you, even if he doesn't work with you. And I, you know, you most people wouldn't, by the way. So I don't fault him. But you are the opposite. You're going around and you're taking notes out of all these people's books. And I've always said this: like, I'm not a good test taker, but I'm a phenomenal open book test taker. <laughs> with an unlimited amount of time, sure. I will find those answers. And and so, so to me, it's like this whole business in general is an open book test. You get to borrow. In fact, you're encouraged to borrow best practices. And I think you've done that uh, to a degree that most, I don't think is possible. They they don't think it's possible. Something that we talk about a ton is, is, is being a sponge, right? Like 
being a sponge and copy and paste. One of our best reps, that's like his nickname, is if you tell him to do something with his team or the way he runs his program, copy paste. Like he looks at what's the best practice out there, copy paste. And it's interesting, like I started at Vivint, I did one like half summer, like so I wasn't ever really at Vivint, but talking about impact, like it is crazy. Not, I mean, not all roads lead back to Vivint, but like a lot of the door-to-door industry, right? Like you started at Vivint, right? Like Sam Taggart started at Vivint, Uh, you name it. Like most of the people that people talk about, like in one way or the other, which again, all roads lead back to Vivint, all roads lead back to Todd. Not that he's individually impact all these people, but the butterfly butterfly effect of like, look, we're going to grow and learn and teach people to be great. Those people hopefully will do the same. And you look at what the industry has become. Well, and did, you know, it's funny. And I'm hoping if you're listening to this, I'm hoping the message you're getting is, you know, um, you didn't start out successful. You said you started half a summer. I didn't yeah. start out oh, crushing I made, it. I made 18 grand my first summer. I thought I was the richest guy in the world. <laughs> okay, so you did start out successful in your mind. <laughs> no, no, I mean, in your mind. It's all um, relative. But, you know, I look back on it and it's, it's interesting because... You know, we as we're paying all this homage to to Vivint, it's like one company can't hold everybody. No. And if that were the case, this wouldn't exist. And like massive yeah. props to Sam for standing up to the man. For sure. Uh, you know, when Sam started this whole thing, I remember he called me. He's like, "Hey, do you want to come? You know, speak at this event?" Was voted best speaker, by the way. Uh, <laughs> no, but he he said, you know, Never I was kind of I was kind of big time in Sam. Like, no, dude, I'm good. Like, and then I found out. When Sam was starting the event, they threw a Grant Cardone thing right across the, the hall from him. I was thinking the and about And my the same heart thing was just morning. crushed for Sam. Like, oh my gosh, this is he's, it's going to be over. And so me and a couple other people, we, we called him and said, hey, not only will we come speak, let's do a podcast. And so I have a lot of respect for the people that that stood up and, and competed against the Vivants of the world. Uh, you know, Jared Chapel, uh, I mean, Chance and Jeremy Pixon when they started. Platinum. I mean, they just got yeah. annihilated for trying to, to go compete against someone. And they've had massively successful careers and they've made huge impacts on people like me or a huge amount of impact on, on people like me. But I think, you know, when you look at the industry as a whole, uh, I feel like you of all people I've come across in the past five years, at least, you've really started, you've, you understand it on a level that most don't. And that's what I'm hoping to get out of this podcast is for the first year sales rep to someone who's been in this for 10 years saying, Hey, the game has changed three pointers. You need to start practicing your threes. This is, this is the way of the future. And if you want to compete in the NBA, you need to have a three pointer. And so, uh, I'm hoping that's what they get out of it, but how would you tell somebody to follow in your footsteps or to do the things you've done to have this amount of success? Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with you. And as I think about, and I was thinking about as I was driving up, like what Sam has done for an industry who is so, uh, gr- the way it was fragmented, born, fragmented, competitive, doggy dog world, where Sam, you know, very like, these are our reps. Like, we're not going to advertise our reps. We're not going to put their last names on things, right? To sam bringing people up on the big stage like look these are the best reps in the industry and i think it's just the shift between you know scarcity right zero sum i can only win if you lose yep to abundance right of like no like one plus one can equal three like the door-to-door industry can come in learn level up and like we can all be better because of it 
and we can all create more value in the world because of it. So I think it's focusing on the right things with the right people at the right time. And I'm a huge uh, fan of door to door. I think everyone should do it. I think, you know, and if you're listening to the pod, this podcast, you probably do. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But like the lessons you learn and the growth and, and just selling, like everything is selling. But I think, I think, you know, what it, just to answer your question, right? Like trying to focus on doing the right things for the right reasons with the right people, going back to what we talked about earlier, like who you work with and who you surround yourself with matters. Like it will fundamentally fundamentally shape who you are and how you think about things just by what to what you said of, of proximity. Yeah, I could not could not agree more with you on that. And I think if I were to add anything, I was fortunate enough to have a mentor grab me by the face mask and, you know, shake me a little bit and say, Hey, stop, you know, this whole not trusting people thing. I'm not out to get you. You're not worth that much. Yeah. You know, it was kind of a humbling thing, but, um, I feel like a lot of people don't know where to go to find that mentor. And that person is right next to them. And it might be their friend. You know, the way I was recruited into the industry was by one of my best friends from high school. We were ultra competitive with each other. And he went out and sold and did well. And he he recruited me. He stayed on me. And to this day, John, I'm grateful for the impact that he had on my life. For sure. Because I I don't know. I I would have been successful. I I don't think this is the only way to find success. I would have done, you know, probably medical sales or something. For sure. But, I mean, he changed the course of my life, potentially my kid's life, because he was persistent. He stayed on me and he, he genuinely cared because he knew he saw the talent. He's like, hey, you can you can do this. And this is a, a friend of mine that we're so competitive with. I didn't think at the time he had too much to teach me. But the second I said yes, I listened and hung on his every word. And man, did he teach me how to work? I had no idea. I had no idea that my work ethic was nowhere near what his was. And so I think we almost have a responsibility to do well. In this, it, it, not just in this industry, but just in general in life, because you just you never know who you're going to come across and whose life you're going to make an impact on. So for those of you who don't know totally agree. who that in, who that mentor is, or those of you who walk up to Sam Taggart uh, or Danny Pessy or you know some of these guys, Jake Cass, and hey, will you mentor me? And they just, they just don't have the bandwidth to do it. Don't take it personally, um, but be persistent. Stay on their hip and ask them. Hey, I know I know you can't, but do you have somebody good in mind? But on the flip side of that. Totally agree, but, and this is what I, to what you're saying, and I mentioned this earlier, right? Like, everyone's like, oh, dude, I would love to be mentored by Sam Taggart. Or like, everyone on this podcast that's listening to this podcast, wouldn't you love to be mentored by Sam Taggart? Or wouldn't you love to be mentored by Ed Millette or Tony Robbins or Tom Brady? They all have a podcast. Literally everyone that I just said has their own podcast that they give their best practices and thoughts that if you were mentored by them, they wouldn't tell you that much different. Everyone wants to be special. Yeah. Everyone wants to say, look, I want to be mentored by John Frampton one-on-one. And that's where Casey Boss says, right? Like you're irresponsible in 2023 if you're not educated. Most of the people, right? Like Stephen Covey has been a huge mentor of mine. He does. He, he never knew me. Like you never met him. Never met him. Right? Like, he never, he never knew me, but he's been a huge mentor of mine because he wrote a book that he put his best practices and then he wrote other books and then he gave talks. Ryan Smith, we've played golf and stuff like he doesn't know me personally, but he's had a huge impact on my life. Like it's not like we're way close, but I've listened to his talks and I've listened to where he podcasts and he talks about being on. The point is, right, is like you don't need these guys to be your mentor one on one in person. 
go listen to their podcast, literally search their name, be a sponge, and they can become your mentors. Wow, that's pretty that's pretty deep. And I don't think a lot of people have viewed it that way. It's more like I'm a fan listening to their podcast as opposed to I'm a mentee. I'm learning. I'm here being educated. Student. A student, yeah. Uh, the other thing I think, I mean, tell me what your thoughts on this are, but whenever I give a, a training or a meeting or, uh, or just a speaking engagement, like this, for example, I, I feel like I'm getting more out of this than, than you are it. or than the people that are listening. And I think that's something that a lot of these people don't understand is like, you don't have to be the best in the industry to offer some decent advice to somebody else that's new. For sure. And when you're teaching, you're, per, you're growing. For and sure. You might actually get more out of it. So I think a lot of people play small because they don't think they have the, the resume that you do for them to say something. What, what would you say to that? To, to that? Yeah, it goes, it goes back to like, one, you don't have to do a ton to have really good and smart things to share if you're just a sponge and a learner. For example, even what I'm talking about, about like being a mentee and like learning and being a student and like the mentors, like that's, that's like, that is just Casey Ball, what he has said, right? Like I have a morning routine, I do a whole thing. Like it's Casey's with a little bit of Ed Millette. Like the point is, is you don't have to go and have Ed Millette's experiences to learn the lessons that Ed Millette has learned to the same level you probably do. But like you can learn a lot of what Ed Millette has learned by just listening to him and then implementing. Yeah. Like you don't have to go run and start and fill a company to like learn a lot of the same lessons to the same level. Sure, you won't learn them as well, but like you can learn a lot of the same things without having done it by just listening, learning, reading from those guys. Like Elon Musk's book is insane. Like I'll never do what Elon Musk has done, but I can learn a lot of the same lessons because he like shares them in a, in a, in a book yeah. or a, there's a book written about him that like goes through a lot of the same lessons. So that's how I think about it. Yeah, no, I, it's, it's, I think you're making a lot of sense to me anyways. And I'm hoping everyone is listening. is getting the same uh, you know, kind of impact on if this. If not, but it's been a great conversation between. I was going to say, I'm having a good time. <laughs> the, you know, it's funny when you say that. I, I instantly think that. I think people are they're scared to fail, and so they don't yep. put themselves out there to coach. I mean, I'm I'm kind of an example of this. I've kind of been staying. I've been asked to speak for the last five years. Yeah. Uh, quite a bit, and I've done it to people that are good friends of mine. I'll go do it as a favor, uh, and I always walk away thanking them. Like, for thank sure. you so much for giving me the opportunity for to come sure. share my my failures and so my point being is i think people they don't want to put themselves out there um because they don't want to fail and but failure is where all that growth comes from and yeah. people look at a john taylor or you know even an elon and it's like man they've just been winning their Very whole life different you know disclaimer not same, same sentence yeah, yeah, elon. Yeah, let's, let's go ahead and separate those <laughs> thank two. you but the uh but the point being is like there's more failure and that's sure. where the growth comes from and i think people it's the opposite in their mind. They think I'm winning and that's how I'm growing. And that's how my resume is growing. It's like, no, actually you were being prepared through all those losses yeah. to win. And totally you know, agree. I, I think that's for me, it's, you know, I, I love how you're, you're, you're paying homage to the people who taught you. Uh, what would you say to, to the, to the, to the experienced manager that doesn't even realize they're not in that ability? You know, like you said, abundance, abundance mindset, state. how can they change or can they change? Can they adapt? Are uh, they just going to be an old dog forever? No, I think 
to, to first and to answer that last question right like can they change I have three truths that I like to share uh, the third one is you can change you can make adjustments like you can improve and so the first overwhelming overwhelming answer to that question is like yes like you can get better you can improve you can become more abundant I don't think you have to reinvent the will I don't think you have to pave the way like just start surrounding yourself and being around people whether it's on podcasts or actually with people of people who think like that and naturally if like you are actually going back to like purpose and what you want if you actually want to become a more abundant person and you do the things that will make you become more abundant like you will become you'll become more abundant yeah it, there's it must be something in the tom brady <laughs> fan club the, the, oh, the yeah. you know sterling is a uh, a guy I work with, and he you know, he gave me this Tom Brady shirt, and it, he, car- he carries himself you know very much the same you do, and uh, even my business partner Tyler, you know, the guy's incredible, but he's just a student. He just learns and he listens, and he's also a Tom Brady fan. Um, you but- you have to. I think I think the if you're a learner and you're serious about greatness, like okay, I want to be great, then you'll naturally just really respect and want to learn from greatness and you know Tom Brady I talk about Tom Brady Tiger Woods LeBron James Cristiano Ronaldo like all those guys because greatness isn't doing it really well at a high level for a short period of time Mm -hmm. it's doing it again and again and again and again and Tom Brady's in his 20th or whatever season right and like still going out still trying to be better and the intention is like to compete at the highest level so I think you know whether it's a Tom Brady thing, I think it's probably more just like a like Serena Williams. Like, you have to respect if you're serious about greatness, you've got to look at those and be like, oh yeah, like that's incredible. Yeah, that's uh, it's interesting. I I, I I think I've said it's interesting about 50 times on this podcast so far. But you're you're causing me to think, and as I'm looking around, I'm thinking Sam. You know, uh, you can't not love Sam Taggart. He's just such a good dude. But he's totally. put this on. This is I think the sixth year. Yeah, and it's. He's putting on a Super Bowl every single year, yeah, and he's inspiring others to do it. And I was with you know Danny Pessy the other day, and he was saying it was really cool. Like he's doing something similar. And Danny's like, I, you know, I'm grateful Sam has paved the way to make this possible. And there's so much room for everybody. And for Jake sure. Hess is you know putting on a huge Solar Con that's coming up, and you know he's so here, cool. he's speaking, and Sam's going to speak at his event. So and cool. It's just like wow, like he's abundant. Yeah, right, even that right there, right? Like Sam not being like, no, dude, I own the space on conferences yes. and door to door. Yes. Where it's like, no, dude, like, yeah, dude, you make it bigger. Like, you win, I win. We bring more people in. That's right. That's right. Abundance, yeah, Taylor, so. I mean, Taylor McCarthy's doing the same thing. There's, he, he's there's, an OG. There's so, there's so much winning. So, John, you're the man. Hey. Thanks for, thanks for having me on and and having the conversation. I, uh, to what you know, to what I said earlier, right? Like, I think that you are someone who is incredibly authentic. You're not trying to shape the way that I view you. Uh, and so I've always really appreciated our relationship and, you know, have, have a lot, uh, have a lot of things that I really respect about you and, and want to learn from you and, and others like you in the space. So appreciate you, uh, having the conversation with me. Yes, absolutely. Hey, and listen, to wrap this up, uh, you know, John Taylor, grip marketing legend in the industry. Uh, I want to take just a couple seconds and just say, Hey, if you're struggling, if you're thinking about, you know, you're having dark thoughts, you're thinking, you know, there's no end. Uh, in sight for you. I, I just had a, uh, you know, there's been four people from my high school in the past uh, few years that have uh, taken their life. And, 
I just want to say, surround yourself with people like like John Taylor, and know that you're special. You have something to offer. You're For loved. Sure. And if you need something, reach out. I'm here. I know John Taylor would take your call. Hundred percent. But um, but you matter. You're very important. And um, I'm just hoping to get that message across to anybody who's who's thinking some dark thoughts. I think most people have had these dark thoughts, you know, creep into their head every now and again. Um, but we love you, John. Thank you so much for taking the time to come yeah. out. Appreciate and, uh, you, John. Slamming the retweet on that. You matter. You're important. You have value. So love to everyone. Thanks, John. Thank you, buddy.